Hey, this is Brent Leary, and I am really looking forward to spending a few good minutes with Sabrina Atienza. She is Director of Product Management at PEGA. Sabrina, thank you for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Now, usually, because I know your company is based in Boston, and, you know, the wintertime, you guys get all that great weather. I was going to use some kind of weather joke to get this going, but now that I know that you're in Florida... The joke is really more on me, so staying away from it. <laughs> but uh, why don't you give us a little bit of your personal background before we jump into what's going on with voice technology and voice AI and not just at Pega, but we'll talk about that. But just generally speaking, get your thoughts on what's going on with that. But before we do, maybe give us a little of your personal background. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my personal background, I actually grew up in the Philippines and immigrated to America and grew up in New Jersey. And in college over in UC Berkeley, I studied computer science and physics. This was around 2013 when I graduated. And so big data and AI was just starting to become mainstream and, and quite massive um, and across all different industries. And it, it really was an amazing opportunity to work with leading AI and machine learning professors in the space. And ultimately, that's what inspired me to start a company right out of college called Curious, uh, which specialized in real-time speech recognition and natural language processing for B2B use cases. Fast forward several years, a couple of million dollars of venture funding, and after recruiting a team of machine learning and AI engineers, uh, we ended up partnering with Pega. So they acquired us about a year ago, and I joined as director of product management, where I'm leading the development of voice AI. And we also launched a sister product called Messaging AI, both of them very recently. I was going to do a joke about, I'm curious about your background. <laughs> Not going to do that now. <laughs> so... So you've been involved with voice technology going all the way back to when you were in school, which is not that far back, but <laughs> far back a little bit. How have things changed since you got started in this area to where we are today with this voice technology and voice AI? Yeah, one. The, the, I remember the moment when I, I got an Alexa for the first time, so the Alexa Echo, and I thought it was like super amazing and everyone I knew had one. But at the end of the day, like I really only used it for maybe one or two things. So playing music and maybe checking the weather, you know. And it, it occurred to me then, like, there are so many more applications of voice AI, voice technology, and it, the things are just starting. This was back in, what, 2014, 2015. And that's what really excited me about voice and natural language processing in general. Um, the idea that we could leverage artificial intelligence, machine learning to understand human communication and potentially to augment or enhance human communication. And that's kind of the spark for where Curious and the ideas and the ideas we're tackling now at PEGA come out of, uh, being able to leverage that kind of technology in real time to assist humans to have better, more efficient, more effective conversations. I remember when I got my first Echo device, it was Thanksgiving 2014. I was I got one of those uh, invites before it went live to general availability. I was like, I have no idea what this thing is, <laughs> yeah. but I want it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it was 50% off at the time. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, nice. So I got it. Very easy to set up. Started asking you know, the basic questions. I was like, oh man, yeah. this is cool. Of course, when you started asking things that are a bit more than basic, you got some nonsense back, but you <laughs> keep it to the potential, right? Now that was 
mostly, you know, consumer, you know, mm -hmm. able to ask what the temperature was, or now we can turn the thermostat up, things that consumers could talk directly to it and get, you know, a pretty quick response back. But I started thinking about the enterprise and what it could do there. And one of the earlier places that it was used was in customer support. Mm -hmm. Now we've had this pandemic We've seen the need for customer support, customers calling in at such exponentially higher numbers than before the pandemic, which has to have a, a huge impact, not only on the customer experience and the things that they need, but on the employee experience as well. Mm -hmm. so how has voice technology helped over the last almost two years at this point in making agents have a better ability to create the kind of experiences that customers are needing in times like this. Yeah, absolutely. So we just launched two products, voice AI and messaging AI, and you can essentially think of them as co-pilots during a real-time phone or messaging conversation. They're actually listening to what the customer is saying, what the agent is saying, and then providing real-time guidance based on what's being discussed. And ultimately we're driving towards better and faster customer service. So reducing average handling time, um, improving compliance, boosting agent productivity, accelerating new agent training and onboarding. And so with both voice AI and messaging AI, it's basically tapping into that conversation as it's happening, understanding the context of the customer's issues. What are they calling in about? And then providing helpful suggestions to agents in real time to help them resolve those issues much faster with higher quality outcomes and also more consistent experiences for their customers. Can you also detect like sentiment or emotion and how does that play into helping the agent with that next best action? So in our initial feature set at launch, we're not as focused on the emotion piece. That's certainly something we're looking at in our feature roadmap. And we've heard that request from many customers. But for our initial set of features, we really wanted to focus on helping get work done faster. And so for voice AI, for example, uh, the four features that we've launched with script compliance, surfacing cases and actions to take based on the conversation, surfacing knowledge articles, and automatically filling out forms. Each of these features is really designed to help the agent get work done faster. Um, and just to give you a couple examples for each of these features and use cases that might come up, with script compliance, uh, you could think of HIPAA compliance where they have to confirm your identity or even required financial disclosures that the agent has to say. Voice AI can check for that and nudge the agent in real time if they haven't said those pieces of the scripts. Uh, when it comes to surfacing actions to take, for example, say you're calling into your health insurer to add a new baby to your plan, Voice AI can detect that in the conversation and kick off the appropriate workflow or actions to take. Um, similarly, for surfacing knowledge articles, imagine a brand new agent who doesn't know exactly how fees are calculated for a specific credit card. Uh, Voice AI can detect what that conversation is about, what credit card the customer has on their account, and surface the appropriate knowledge article based on that trigger. And then the last uh, feature, which I'm really excited about, uh, is form autofill. We can take what the customer is saying in real time, uh, maybe their name, their address, 
the date of service, if they're calling in about a particular claim. And we can actually take all those pieces of information and populate form fields automatically so that the agent doesn't have to do that manual typing anymore. They just have to validate what our AI has put in there, make sure it's correct, of course, uh, but they don't have to do kind of the manual tedious error-prone data entry. And so that, that's really our initial feature set for voice and messaging AI. And, and really the focus philosophically was how do we help save time? How do we help agents get work done faster? Um, and this also help newer agents get up to speed on like, what is the correct process to follow here? What are the best practices to follow? No, I think a couple of things that are really critically important. People just don't want to have to type all the time. Or <laughs> even if you are pretty good at typing, you still might miss something because you're still trying to interact and help somebody who may be in dire need of assistance. So you're kind of concentrating on that, or at least I hope you're concentrating on that more than you concentrate on typing. Oh, did I spell that right? Or in it. So I think that's incredibly important. And it also creates a better experience, hopefully for the customer, but also for the employee because they're not having the kind of, should I focus more on this and not that I'm not even looking at the person mm -hmm. or am I connecting human to human, really understanding what's, you know, what's important and then being able to deliver that and to have this AI help me with it. Yeah, and you might find this that crazy, but there is a new survey um, that recently came out that showed that only half of agents are confident that they're actually capturing your information correctly when they have to manually type it. Only half, which is which is kind of mind blowing when you think about it. But it's because of exactly what you said. They're, first of all, they're trying to calm down the customer who's frustrated emotionally. They're trying to be empathetic and resonate and make sure they understand, make the customer feel heard. But then they're also trying to figure out exactly what to do, probably navigate through different tabs or screens, possibly different systems just to figure out what information is where, what do I need to put where, what do I need to update? Um, and all of that just takes a lot of mental load. And then the customer's telling you information in real time, and then you're expected to absorb that. And so let's just say, you know, they're, they get most of it right. <laughs> There's some that they may get wrong that this will help. But it's also getting even more than what they would be having if they were forced to type it. Because as much as I would like to think I'm getting everything, you probably aren't getting as much as you think. And so mm -hmm. having a system that allows more data capture should also lead to better next best actions after they've been analyzed, that data has been analyzed. Exactly. And that's why we position it as a co-pilot, because it's always there in the background, whether it's a phone call or a live messaging conversation. It's really there in the background, analyzing it for you, um, picking up on cues, which you may have missed, keywords and topics and intents, which you may have missed because you might be focused on other crucial activities. And, and that's why, you know, it's, it's really helpful, especially for newer agents, but also helpful even for experienced agents, because we can get them to the right screen faster, get them to the right workflow pop up the correct knowledge article that's contextually relevant in real time. So how does this work from the agent's perspective? 
Yeah. So from the agent's perspective, basically you open your PEGA application and you start a call just like you normally do. And in the background, we have a desktop app that detects that a call starts and starts sending audio streams to the voice AI service, uh, which is hosted on PEGA as well. Um, that's where we perform things like real-time transcription, converting your voice to text, similar to what Alexa or Echo do. And then we run natural language processing to identify topics and tense and keywords that are being spoken. And then we analyze those in topics and intents to figure out what suggestions should be shown. And customers can configure that part because customers know their own business best. You know, if this particular set of topics comes up, maybe we want this workflow to kick off. But if one word is different, maybe we want a different workflow to kick off and, and we can accommodate all those different use cases. Customers can configure and set all that up within PEGA. And that just frees the agent to really focus in on the matter at hand. And so how do you expect this to increase the customer's experience when they have to interact with an agent? Yeah. Um, so actually that same survey, I mentioned another finding they found was about 50 to 60% of agents said that customers are frustrated when there's so much time spent switching between tabs and apps and the agent has to say, hold on, sorry, the screen is still loading or hold on, I'm trying to find you know, the right information. And so just imagine being able to get the agent to the right place immediately. That makes the customer experience so much better, fewer delays, an agent who can pay attention fully to the important things going on in the conversation. Fully pay attention. It sounds so easy to do, but when you have so much going on around you, it's really tough to make. And you're thinking about, you know, the current thing you're trying to solve. You may be thinking about, is it taking me too long to solve this? Yeah. And how this may impact, you know, my evaluations or potentially my raise or not. So anything that allows the rep to just do their job and have everything else handled for them, mm -hmm. it should be a win-win. How does you see this changing the overall organization's approach to customer experience yeah. once they started putting these kinds of technologies in place? Well, I think there's a macro trend that's generally happening, which is that you know customers are getting more comfortable using self-service for simpler requests, which means agents are becoming more like knowledge workers. They're handling you know much more complex and sensitive issues and also trying to navigate more complex services and products and potential troubleshooting issues with those services and products. And so there's a general shift to knowledge work. And I think as the adoption of tools like voice AI and messaging AI grows, it's really there to enable agents as knowledge workers kind of surfacing up the important content they need so that they can focus on navigating a really complex and sensitive situation. Um, I think there's another macro trend that's related, which is, you know, any interaction in today's world can go viral, unfortunately, <laughs> right? Whether we like it or not, one bad interaction can go viral and destroy a brand's reputation. So whether you like it or not, your agents are becoming knowledge workers and also brand ambassadors on the front line talking with your customers. So being able to kind of free up their mental load so they can focus 
on giving your customers, uh, you know, the care that they need, the attention that they need, again, making them feel heard and valued, that goes a long way towards that goal as well. I love the term co-pilot because I think with AI and, and voice AI being a part of that, when that originally kind of hit the mainstream, many folks thought, oh my God, my job is getting ready to be taken away by Alexa or Siri. I don't know, whoever you like to use. <laughs> but the co-pilot name makes it feel more like man and machine versus man versus machine. So how do we look at the way that the machine and the agent become a singular unit to help create these kind of better customer experiences. How do we look at that a year or two from now? Will it look like it is kind of as you roll this out? Or do you see two, three years from now, a completely different way that man and machine interact? Yeah, I think what we're doing now is is really novel. It's not the standard in industry today. You know, you're typically just kind of thrown into training with a lot of different materials. You're just kind of expected to absorb it all. And it's even harder now that we're remote. You know, you can't just turn to the person right next to you and kind of tap on their shoulder, get help in, in real time or listen to the way they're conducting their conversations. And so I think what we're pioneering with voice AI and messaging AI is just the beginning. And that kind of synergy you described between uh, humans and machines is going to become kind of the standard approach because there's just there's just so much complexity these days and as agents themselves you know they're, they're they have so much responsibility and so much pressure uh, to, to make sure every interaction with a customer goes flawlessly um, there's no way to do that moving forward without the assistance of machines not at, not at scale not reliably and so another way we like to think about it is is kind of just like a personal coach that's on all the time um, so you might get occasional training or regular weekly training from your manager, but imagine that you had somebody there, especially for newer agents on every call, kind of just nudging you like here are a couple things you might want to do. Here's kind of the best practice workflow or the best practice script for this situation. So what do organizations need to do to make sure that their agents are ready to embrace this technology, to utilize this technology to get the most out of it, to create better experiences, not just for customers, but for themselves. Yeah, I, th I think a big part of that is, is kind of educating them on what you alluded to earlier. Like this is not trying to replace your role. It's really trying to augment, assist, enhance, and, and positioning it that way. And, and because it's true. Um, for example, with Form Autofill, we, we expect the agent to validate the information we put in there. We don't want to just, you know, populate data in there and not have the, the agent look and confirm and validate that the data is correct. And so just even in that use case, it's a perfect example of kind of that symbiotic relationship between the, the machine kind of populating the initial data it hears and the human being able to go over it, validate every single piece of information, and then move on to the next task. Awesome. Uh, Sabrina, we touched on a lot of different things. I want to talk about the future, maybe the potential future. I have a dream, personal dream here, to speak directly 
to my CRM application, not have to manually input, but be able to actually speak and maybe have the application speak back or mm -hmm. present what I'm looking for. Something that makes it more human interaction mm -hmm. than what we currently have. Are we getting closer to that possibility? I think we're definitely getting closer to kind of natural language voice bots is, is what I'd call that category. But I, th I still think it's early days even for kind of voice assisted technologies. You know, there, there's been a lot in post-call analytics, so analyzing kind of what happened after the fact. And I think mm -hmm. what's really exciting right now is being able to analyze it literally in real time on the call and change the trajectory of a conversation before it's too late, before the customer hangs up, before they're frustrated. And then kind of to your point towards, and I think this is kind of the intermediate step towards the future you're describing around very human, natural language-based voice bots, which is definitely exciting as well. And one last thing I was thinking, right now, you know, the you have your agent and right now, there's usually one language spoken between somebody mm -hmm. calling in for help and the agent. Are we going to see the translational language translational element be a part of this too? So not that I know if this will ever happen, but if someone calls in talking Spanish, calls into a call center where the agent is speaking English, Will they still be able? Will that agent still be able to help that person when they're using completely different languages? With the AI kind of maybe being the inter intermediary between the two. Uh, you mean you may be describing our roadmap several years from now. <laughs> so uh, that's definitely the dream, right? I forget the name of that Star Trek device, but just like it universally kind of translates oh, wow. everybody, so everyone can communicate. Um, again, that, it's definitely the dream that that we're going towards. I, I think we're still quite a ways from there, but I think this is like a really great kind of first step towards that dream. Awesome. I'll check back with Spock maybe a couple yes. years from now. Sabrina, this has been really fun, really great conversation. First of all, give us the, the headline again about the new things you're announcing. And then also, where can people go to learn more about those things? Yeah, absolutely. So we just launched two new products called Voice AI and Messaging AI. And again, you can think of them as AI co-pilots that provide real-time guidance to agents during live phone conversations or live messaging conversations. And you can learn more at www.pega.com. Awesome. Now, before I let you go, I ask everybody that comes on with me and do this few good minutes thing. I ask them, do they have a favorite NFL team? Oh, um, the Green Bay Packers, I guess. <laughs> That's not bad. Only That's because I answer. grew up playing Madden and 64, and that was like the best, the team with the best stats. <laughs> so that's just the I should have known. There's a technical reason why you would pick the Green Bay. <laughs> also, there's only really one bad answer, one unforgivable answer. And I usually get that answer from all the folks I talk to at Pega because they're up in Boston. Oh, the Patriots. Oh, yeah. If you had said that. I mean, I I'm in Florida just... now, so I'm kind of changing allegiance to the Bucks. <laughs> That's okay because my Rams beat the Bucks 
just last week. Oh, so we're no. good with that too. Oh, so that's why Tom Brady is retiring. That makes sense. That's it. <laughs> I'm glad to say the trivia question that will come up was who beat Tom Brady in his last football game ever? <laughs> It'll be the Rams. Sabrina, it's been a real pleasure, especially to end on that note. <laughs> but thanks again for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brett.